0: how you beat nicks go go watch his replays you got to when i get to that second turn you got to press him you got to pin him up on that rail you got to eyeball him and he'll stop and if, if if life is good we'll do that and they'll get aggressive on that turn don't let him float out don't let him get the you know have a link lead going into the to the stretch
1: they can be. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared, who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and it first seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner, there's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact, uh, there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Retoga. And all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. Racingdudes.com for all of your needs. Racingdudes.com for all of your leads. Racingdudes.com for all of your bets. Racingdudes.com as good as it gets. Racingdudes.com for all of your needs. Racingdudes.com for all of your leads. Racingdudes.com. For all of your bets, racing As good as it gets. What is up up there?
2: cheese? Aaron Altman, This is Blickers Office. What's up, dude? What's up?
0: I'm are pumped. I <sighs> am okay. freaking excited, Jared. I'm I'm so excited for the show. Uh, I am so do,
2: pumped. Don't do that. I don't <laughs> I don't know what that thing means, but it's it's so weird, okay? <laughs> What's that guy's name again?
0: Danhausen. You are cursed.
2: <laughs> yeah now, because most people listening have no idea what you're talking about
0: i know it doesn't matter but i am pumped i am so pumped i am so freaking pumped for this uh card coming up at golf stream uh imagine i was talking uh you know earlier when the card came out and we we're put, trying to the initial stages of going through it he's like damn this is gonna be fun to watch i was like i know i can't wait uh that live stream is gonna be bumping saturday i i, I may come on at 10 30 and just stay through <laughs> the whole card.
2: Yeah, when, Are you going to be the live stream for like the first uh, like four hours of it before we all jump on?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. 1030. I'm going to be there. No, I'm not going to go on at 1030, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I will definitely be on for the last four races, uh, if not a little bit more. I'm pumped and I think it's, I think it's be like one of the best days we've had in a long time.
2: Yeah. The pick five begins uh, at three Eastern. So I would, I would venture to guess somewhere around two o'clock central is when we will be jumping on. Um, that way you, we get in, uh, inside information, of course, you want to make sure we get all the, the Pegasus races. So it'll be somewhere in that ballpark two to three o'clock, uh, on Saturday, we'll be doing a live stream following all the racing, uh, going on at Gulfstream park. Yeah, dude, sixth annual Pegasus world cup. And it's the first one we're, we're not going to be there for, which is, uh, a little weird, but I, I don't know. Like to me, it it, it feels like you're just going to want the, the, the big, the main event, it's almost one of those races that you just want to sit back and watch.
0: I, I definitely hope that we're up on the day going into that one, and I would love to hit it. Don't get me wrong, but if we miss it, it's okay. We're not going to lose money on the day, type of thing. I, I don't, I, I don't want to be in a situation where I have to just be sweating bullets uh, on what's going to happen. Because you're right, it, it, this brings out for me this this Pegasus, the fan in me, not even the betting. Of course, I'm going to bet it. We're all going to bet it. But as a fan, I want to see what happens in this. And that's why I think I have this, you know, childlike excitement <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. It's like, I can't wait. I, I, it's like, I don't know that I'll sleep Friday night, just thinking about what, how cool that race is going to be. And the great thing is the 11 races leading up to it, while we may not have absolute superstars, every race is super competitive leading up oh. to it
2: it's it's easily i think from you know six years in now and i think it's the the best card that the pegasus has put together you know we've talked about this before when we go you know it's like yeah the pegasus World cup and, and of course they added the turf you're excited about those races but the other ones you're kind of like yeah i don't really care i mean you're there you're gonna bet it these races here are nice there's some good horses in them they're competitive there's some interesting horses there's some the whole kind of uh you know the pieces that you're looking for to make a really solid card. There's five other, you know, non uh non-grade stakes races uh on the card as well. It's a massive day of racing. So dude, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't even care that we're not gonna be there. Um, you know, we're gonna be uh we're gonna be watching. So uh obviously it, it makes it almost a little bit easier when you're able to just sit back and kind of <laughs> uh you know bet bet from your phone and and uh and just kind of kind of go with it versus being there and it's hard to kind of get the full picture plus sometimes you get so trashed that you forget what happened in the last three i mean that's happened to us before um, i've done that
0: yeah <laughs> i've done that not for the pegasus florida derby i've, florida dr- derby. I've been there wait yeah. um, i mean we were drunk
2: for the pegasus just not not, no, not florida derby drunk
0: no 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 i remembered what happened uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know the great news about not being there is we're going to be here with all of you, right? We wouldn't be on a live stream if we were there. And so I think that's, that's fun. Sometimes, man, well, I don't know. It's it, it, Both things are great, but, but being like with all of us on the live stream and everybody that in the chat, that sometimes is, is just as fun as being at the track for me. It really is. It's just, it's, it's great to, or if we're all cashing together or we're rooting on different people that have different things alive, that's a lot of fun. Uh, You know, so no complaints for me. No complaints for me. I, I'm just excited uh, that it's that this big race is actually going to happen, and just excited to watch.
2: Yeah, Sylvia said Sylvia says that the pools will be huge because Saturday they're probably not going to ra- run in, in New York because of the r- snow, yeah. which would definitely make it interesting. Yeah, there's a huge blizzard um, heading up that way over the weekend, so yeah, if that's the case, the pools will be massive. I mean, they'll already be massive regardless
0: of if they, if they run or not. But without that, yeah. Um, I would think Gulfstream and Oakland are really going to kill Saturday because Oakland's got a great card as well. So, yeah,
2: the Southwest, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon says, "Is that a lion on Aaron's hoodie?" What NCA division is Missouri Southern in? There you go,
0: two division two,
2: home of the. Uh, is it just the lions?
0: Yeah, yeah, home of the lions uh Denver Bronco wide receiver Rod Smith that is our claim to fame (laughs) two-time Super Bowl no sorry three-time Super Bowl winning wide receiver Rod Smith went to school at Missouri Southern So your neighbor right he could be I don't know he might still live here I don't know oh he was at a basketball game a few years ago I was at so there you go (laughs) see um Mark knows Rod Smith baby number nine uh yeah, we'll get into this car.
2: You know, for for today's show, we're just going to uh to talk just about the three Pegasus races. Obviously, uh the wagering guide is now available on the website at racingdudes.com, so if you want the full in- inside of the entire day, of course, go over to that. The website and download that right now. Um but we're talking about the three I uh, sorry, like I'm struggling to talk here because I have been sick all week. Yeah um i thought it was covid i got a, it's the negative it was a negative test but it feels it feels like covid um <laughs> yeah so i'm here though
0: hey i don't have covid i have the flu yay <laughs>
2: <laughs> like what other virus do i have so i, I, was, I was kind of hoping for covid because at least i know i would know it's covid now it's like well shit what is it um probably some new strand can't you know non-detectable um i don't know but yeah i feel like shit but i'm here hopefully by the weekend i'll be better of course got to get ready for sunday as well it's a huge weekend uh i'll get the nfc and afc championships <laughs> uh, wait uh what is it uh denny do
0: denny do says jared looks terrible
2: well that's nice denny do yeah um there's some kind of funky virus going around here in kentucky that's not covid yeah I that's brandon says that i've heard of that there's a lot of that going around here too I, i've known yeah. a few people that have thought they had covid got tested it came back negative but felt like shit um people are like oh that's probably a cold it's like i've never had a cold like this so yeah uh i don't know what it is but it's kicked my ass since sunday really well monday is really when it really started so um it's more like I feel decent today. I just so tired, like, and that's why you know I had COVID in twenty twenty, I guess, um, and that was a huge thing. So I thought, well, it's probably COVID. You know, I'm tired, my head hurts, but I don't know. But I'm here. So if I if I just kind of fall over every once in a while, just you just take over the show. Maybe uh, someone beat me or something, and uh, we'll get back to it.
0: Yeah, if you fall over, I'll just take you off the stream. No big deal.
2: <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about no, it. No,
0: we have no. a show to do. So.
2: Yeah, Denny Dew could take over, Denny Dew right? could take over. Sure I'm sure he looks great tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark says, I had a headache and thought I had COVID, but it turns out I had a five-day allergy to my wife talking too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that's not your problem, Jared.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's not my problem. Uh, I told Halterman last night when I was looking over the races, like, if I don't have a headache before looking at this Pegasus, I will after uh When you go back and forth between life is good and Knicks uh, go, you know I'll be honest. I I, I have flip flopped my picks in that race multiple times. um We'll get into that here in a little bit. So, dude, I cannot wait. Let's get to it. Today's show, we're going to preview the three million dollar Pegasus World Cup, the one million Pegasus World Cup turf, and the inaugural five hundred K Pegasus World Cup Philly and mare turf at Gulfstream Park. Let's go. Get the all-inclusive 15-page wagering guide to the 6th annual Pegasus World Cup this Saturday at Gulfstream Park. Features in-depth analysis of all 7 stakes on the card including Life is Good vs. Go in the $3 million Pegasus World Cup. But that's not all. Along with the 7 major stakes races, this wagering guide also includes race-by-race analysis, betting suggestions, and multi-race plays for the entire Saturday card. Want more? This inside track to the 2022 Pegasus World Cup Wager Guide also features exclusive bankroll wagering article, only available in this guide, as well as the top four consensus picks for all the stakes races from the expert handicappers at RacingDudes.com. Get this inside track to the 2022 Pegasus World Cup Wager Guide right now at RacingDudes.com. Saturday... Race nine at Gulfstream Park kicks off the three now. Pegasus World Cup races. The Pegasus World Cup Philly and Mayor Turf. This is a grade three. I imagine this will continue to get uh, better grades as we move forward with this. And this grows. Uh, Worth half a million dollars. Philly's and Mayor's four-year-olds and up to one and one-sixteenth miles on the turf. Large field here of 11 lines up. Led by the two-to-one morning line favorite out of the Chad Brown barn. Jose Ortiz to ride. Number four, Regal Glory halterman you and i are on the same page i think with this race and we we both really like the four but sweet melania in here maybe not getting a ton of respect just based off the morning line and kind of what people are saying
0: yeah you know this horse did win the local prep and uh you know kind of was able to run down shifty she another horse that really isn't getting a ton of uh love coming into this race as well but i I think the big thing is when you look at the the numbers, Regal Glory looks to be a little bit better than those two horses. And then you look at the connections and it's Chad Brown. And I mean, just bluntly, you look at the amount of, of nice victories Regal Glory has uh, compared to the rest of this field, kind of hard to go against her. And I think the biggest thing is she's in a sequence where it can get wild, right? Like, so I was just kind of like, I just don't know how many horses I can use in this race because there's so many I want to use in others. I landed on Regal Glory. I think her best race is just a little bit better than these. I think she's just a little classier than, the, uh, than these horses. This horse has ran everywhere, you know, and also the versatility has been impressive. This horse can win on the lead, can win from coming, uh, win coming from off the lead. I think she's way the horse to beat here. I, I thought Regal Glory made a ton of sense. I'm happy that they have this race. I, it just makes sense to do a Philly and Mare turf for the Pegasus. I think you should build it out more and more like they have with the Breeders' Cup and, and make this a Breeders' Cup-type fill. Now we have three uh, Pegasus size, let's we'll say, and <laughs> uh, Regal Glory for me, though, in this race. I, I just think she's going to be awfully tough. I'm not
2: familiar with that uh, pronunciation <laughs> there. Where's magic when you need them? Uh Regal glory, I think, is is super tough here. I, I just, you look at, you know, it's like she's been good all year, or at least was good all last year, I should say. And really, you know, started off, you know, a nice stakes race at Aqueduct, wins, and then goes straight, keep, throws a right in the just a game. And, I mean, it's not like she embarrassed herself, finished fourth, beating three and a half. And, you know, Alfica, uh Summer Romance, Daddy is a Legend, I'll beat her. Then she comes back from that, wins at Saratoga and De La Rose you know, finish, nearly wins the first lady or her stale May out, won that. Uh, just kind of a little bit too late there. And then uh, last time out, and uh, one's a grade one coming into here. So uh, to me, I just, I guess it is, you know, because a lot of people, even though she is the one of the favorite, are trying to beat her. And I guess, is it because she's no, been normally a, a one mile type horse? Uh, is that why people are doubting her? I, I just don't. To me, she seems like one of the locks, uh for sure,
0: one of the locks of the sequence. I agree. I totally agree. And I, I you know, she's only had one race at a mile and sixteenth, and it was a victory. Uh, and it came at Saratoga in a grade two event and in a dead heat where she kind of lost. That was the that was the dead heat when it was dark and they really couldn't see the photo. I don't know if you ever you remember when that happened. Uh <laughs> that was Jared, but, uh,
2: a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, Varenka and her dead heated sort of, but still ran very well at a mile and sixteenth. Honestly, and this is kind of strange to say, the race that sold me is the one one of the ones she lost last year, the Just a Game uh, at Belmont. I thought that was a super, super tough race. You mentioned it. When you're running within three and a half lengths to Alteca and Summer Romance, you're damn good, and you're better than what I'm seeing here. That And that's the biggest thing. Those horses, if they were in that Just a Game, wouldn't have been close, and Regal, Cl- Regal Glory was. And like you said, came out of it with the win. Beat Shifty She in that race. By the way, she was in the same race. And then, like I said, back to back Grade Ones. One out there at Del Mar. and then blowout. We saw what this horse can do when she's loose on the lead. And then mm-hmm. they just couldn't catch her. Our regal just couldn't catch her. But there was nothing wrong with how she ran. She's just a class to me. Clean trip gets the job done here. Well, let's, let's
2: don't mistake it here. You, just, this is a this is a uh, a class relief for her. No question. This race. I yep. mean, yes, it's the Pegasus, but it's a grade three, you know, inaugural Pegasus race. When I mean, this horse has been running, you know, very good, like you said, grade one type races. Um, so to me, this is a class relief. This is like t- so typical to Chad Brown, you know, thinking, okay, get her in. I mean, t- this is like this race. So, you know, when they made this race, he's thinking perfect. You know, I, I, you know, how, how fitting would it be for Chad Brown to come win the inaugural Philly Turf? Uh, with one of his, you know, fifteen hundred horses, he's got that could that could run in this race. So to me, the fact that she's the one here, I love her. So I, I think she's tough to beat. All right, so Alterman, you and I, we agree on the top pick. After that, if you're going to try to beat her, or if you're trying to play, uh, you know, exotics and whatnot, how how do you get how do you get past her? What what horses do you like? underneath what horse could upset her you know how do you see this thing playing out if it's not Reef glory
0: yeah i think you could go a lot of different ways um you know i, I and i know you don't like this i am interested a little bit in, in in wakanaka uh the horse comes to Belmont for the first time you know gets umberto raspoli aboard won a group three race last time out in italy uh, you know, the horse has just been really, really solid. It's a move up in class for her, no doubt, but I don't, I don't know. I, I just think this horse is getting ready to run a pretty decent race here. I don't think she's quite as good as Regal Glory, but I think she can beat some of these other ones. I liked her, and then I liked the shifty she a little bit as well. Maybe needed that race last time out. We'll run a little bit better here. So those are kind of the two I'm looking for, maybe underneath Regal Glory, or maybe to pull the upset.
2: Yeah, you know, I just, I, you know two is is tough because you, you, you there's a lot of signs here that say well you know bill Mott and barber and team valor like they're just to go from overseas to to, to here it tells you something it's just there's too many unknowns and i, I guess if you want to use I, I don't i'm not going to hate that you use that horse if, if you feel like you need um you know if you need to Include a price or whatnot. I imagine the horse will be bet down a little bit just because that seems to be a horse that a lot of people are talking about. I like Shifty She a lot here as well. I, the horse that I'm very interested in, I, I tried to make cases against her to try to get another horse in or get that two in my top four. The eight, Summer in Saratoga. I, I, I can't. I keep going back to this horse, and I just, I wonder what with Joe. Yeah, there you go. Mark, Mark says Summer in Saratoga. You know, 12 to 1 morning line. He, this horse, we talked about this horse last week, um, was entered in a stakes race at fairgrounds. And Joe Sharp, who dominates at fairgrounds, I mean, would have been a very tough horse to beat that day, scratches to to run here. And and that should tell you that, to me, it tells me that they hey this is a very uh he thinks this horse is gonna run well. And you go lot, I love the fact that you know, this distance three for six, the fact that the pace should be there enough for this horse to run down. Is is she good enough? I don't know, but that's one I'm going to be using
0: all over the place. Just, just in case our four doesn't get home. I'm worried. She's not good enough. Like you said, Um, I do think she can compete though. I I, I like 12 to one. And I like that. They said, Hey, we're scratching out of this to go scratching out of that race last week to go here. So, as a long shot, I think there's a lot dumber horses that you can play. Uh, to put it bluntly, I think that's a I think it's a nice long shot thing.
2: All right, so let's talk a little bit about because this this will be perfect. Haltre, or, uh, uh, Magic's talking shit about our our pick Regal Glory. Mm-hmm. The matriarch is Grade One in quotations that no one no Breeders Cup horse enters. Um, she beat Trash. Magic likes the one sweet Millennium. Mm-hmm. halterman has not included sweet melania i don't believe no. in his top four so i'll give it to you make the case against sweet melania as she just won under just you won last month won the prep the swanee river for this
0: race make a case for her winning
2: no make the case like what, what's your case of why you're not using her
0: her last win before that came on june 20th of 2020
2: i'm gonna wait for magic to say anything i was gonna say i mean (laughs) like i I, I don't i'm with you and that's that's a horse so like i think i included her barely but i i I kept wanting to toss her out you know i think you'll also look she's like you know you talk about class of regal glory suwanee river grade three i mean this is a grade three type of horse i mean yes she did win the breeders cup juvenile phillies turf But that was a long time ago, and that was as a juvenile. Um, She, you look at what she runs. She runs in a lot of like restricted or runs in like non graded stakes races. And you look at the number. I mean, she popped in that Swanee River. Like I'm worried that because you look, she runs typically runs like an 88 high 80s buyer. That's her. Mm -hmm. That's kind of her sweet spot. Not bad. She pops in 97 last time out. Whereas Regal Glory. Runs mid to high 90s every time, including back to back her last two races, triple digit buyers, a 103 and a 101. So to me, even at her best, Sweet Melania is up against it. I I just don't think she's good enough. And and to me, you're, I, I just think she's I would much rather play a price than her.
0: Well, I think I think we get we look at it like this. A lot of times we talk and it's like one race when you pop up one race that doesn't make it your new normal. <laughs> Right. And so that's the deal. Do we believe that all of a sudden she's improved to where she's going to be able to run that again and again, which that number could be good enough to win. It might, might, might not is how I would describe it. Probably not, but it could, but is she going to just regress kind of down? I I think you said it right. Popped up, got a big number, probably going to regress a little bit off of it. That's, that's, that's my prediction on her. Plus, you, you know, I know she set off of it in one last time out, but they're going to be going quicker up front this time, I believe. And I just think she'll be running a little bit harder than she did last time when she was kind of sitting in the catbird seat. I, I just don't, I don't like her five to one. Um, you know, she was six to one last time. She's probably gonna be shorter than that this time, but it gets a tougher field. Uh, I just, I'm against her in this spot. Um, yeah.
2: You know, with her magic, by the way. I don't need to say anything here. Go listen to the sniper and I on Magic Mike show, or catch my recap of the Swanee River on the YouTube channel. Made my case in both spots. He didn't give a sh- shit about our show. So, all right, um, you know, basically he's saying he concedes, he has nothing to say to rebut what you said, yeah. and that's fine.
0: Some guy, some guy made a comment on one of our shows. Uh, I don't, I don't remember what it was. It's like I-, I picked a horse, and you didn't. You said he couldn't win. I'm like, well, what do you like? should I lie? You know, it's like everybody that comments is like, yeah, they got a good shot. Like what kind of show would that be? Like it's a game of opinions. So magic has his, I have mine. Uh, if, if you want to bet a head to head regal glory versus sweet Melania, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. You know?
2: Yep. I'll tell you two horses that I did not use that I am worried about is, uh, the seven nicest and, uh, the 10 in a hurry for Shug. I just, not as much the 10 but i i like nice. this, this horse is finally going to get kind of a a fast track with the kind of what they brought the horse over here for my for michael mccarthy gets uh Gaffillon to ride i don't know like the, it's not like the, the the horse has been awful just ran in some tough races right from the start obviously ran some um some big time races uh overseas as well before coming over here. So, I mean, they've obviously, you know, it's an American Pharaoh horse. You got to think that they thought something of him, uh, of her, I should say. So I don't know. The seven to me is the biggest one I'm concerned about not using.
0: That's definitely the one. If we're sitting on the live show on the seven wins, we go, wow, that's, that's just one we couldn't work in, you know, I know. can't play them all. Uh, you got to take stand somewhere. I get it. I, I think the horse has a shot. I, I don't necessarily think of violent 16th is the perfect uh, thing for this horse and he you know ran on firm turf two back still couldn't get the job done it was kind of a short field i don't know i i get it i I just i couldn't get there
2: all right you and i are both uh gonna be on the four regal glory who happens to be one of our top picks of the entire day so i mean i to me this is the horse that this is the race i feel well I, sh- I think it might be the race I feel best about of the yeah. of the three Pegasus races because obviously you got life is good um, and Nick's go there and you basically co- a coin flip. But all right, let's go to the next one, race eleven, the Pegasus World Cup Turf. Uh, it's worth a million dollars for four year olds and up going one and one eighth miles on the turf. Field of twelve uh, signed up for this one, and dude, you know we just talked about Todd. Pl- I mean Todd Pletcher's got horses all day long. He's killing it at Goldstream Park right now, like hitting over forty percent. He's got the favorite here at three to one, Colonel Liam, looking to repeat, but, I mean, how ready will this horse be? I mean, we have not seen this horse in quite some time.
0: this is this is the kind of race you just hate, right? Because Colonel Liam is better than these horses, but it's hard to go win a grade one race going a mile and eighth on a turf after not being seen since June of last year. And so you're like, well, 80, 85% Colonel Liam good enough might not be. And so then you get to speculating. I went price hunting here. I hate, you know, these situations where the favorite is, is not, it's questionable, you know, what kind of form or shape uh, they're going to be in, but I did go price hunting here a little bit, boy. and, And once you get past Colonel Liam, and then we should mention never surprised for Todd Pletcher, the second choice who was really impressive last time out and really the last two races, but last time out specifically at Gulfstream park draws the 12, which is absolute worst post that horse could have drawn. That's another one. It's like, okay, we can poke a hole through both of the the Pletcher horses here. And now we've got double digit prices staring us in the face. Uh, end of the day, I went number one space traveler on top at 12 to one. I really like the draw to the inside here. I think the horse can be tactical enough not to let the field get too far away. I think he can save all the ground on the rail. Jamie Spencer coming to ride this horse, I thought that was very intriguing that he's coming over to ride. I just feel like this horse gets the pocket trip, gets tipped out at the top of the stretch and has every shot to run by them. The pace seems pretty strong in here too. I think Space Traveler is going to be one that's going to be tough to hold off down the stretch.
2: Oh man. Yeah, I mean this is I, you pretty much you pretty much nailed it in terms of why you kind of get to that point because, yeah, Colonel Liam is a defensive use and all your multis. I think you have to, um, just because you know, he he could come up. And I mean, obviously, this is a horse who you know won the Pegasus, like you said, and then you know, kind of dominated uh for a couple of races there, you know, that epic dead heat uh to domestic spending, and then of course, was awful in the Manhattan that we hadn't seen since, and that was June. So you just don't know. Uh, Pletcher has said like the horse, like yeah i get it a layoff but the horse is training like he's ready um and i mean fletcher knows a thing or two about getting a horse to run off a layoff so it's a tough spot though to do it so i think you have to use six but you have i think you have the reasoning there to play against and same with you know the 12 like that's one i think if that horse drew inside you would like all right you know wins by six last time out size stays aboard it's fletcher I like that, you know, but that's a tough, you know, for, for a big step up um, in class for 12, that's a lot to ask as well. So I'm with you. I, I went price hunting as well. I I couldn't get there with the one I did use the one, but I don't know, like just this, the horses. Yeah. They did. I mean, they, they sent the horse right over to grade ones and just been running in grade ones after grade ones. But then you look at the Fort Lauderdale last time out and you know, just was, just didn't have a ton of kick turning for home and and i just didn't like that i mean i just need to see more from the one but i don't i'm gonna use because of the price and i I do think you know the horse has shown ability um in the past i'm gonna this is the biggest price i think i've ever picked on a on on a on a pegasus race but i actually went with the two a tone a 20 to 1 it's insane but mike maker uh trained You know, with Castellano back aboard, this last time out, talking about uh, your horse, uh, the Mm one, a space traveler. This horse ran against a tone in that race. A tone, uh, really ran a really nice race. Just couldn't catch a loose on Elite Doswell, who's also in this race, by the way. But this horse seems to be kind of peaking at the right time. This is like a very, you know, since getting with Maker has been running the big time allowance races and and running well, first, second, first, second, well versus versus up next right but no I, I do think the fact that you get castellano back aboard this horse has a really nice kick the horses the problem with this horse has been in the passive is sustaining that last time out the horse was way too far back made a huge uh run in the turn then kind of just could not get enough to get to doswell i i think a tone drawing inside is going to allow this horse to kind of get a pocket trip and be closer to the the front of the of the the speed of the race, and then hopefully just kind of ducks out and, and gets a hold of run and, and ha- will have kick, you know. So, I think at that price, I'm more than happy to play number two. Atone,
0: I, listen, I'm not gonna cry if Atone wins. I got that horse played and everything as well, and it just makes sense if you're gonna play Space Traveler. Like I said, Atone beat this horse last time out. I think the trips were a little bit different for sure, but still you know finished ahead and like you said it's not like the resume was bad going into that Fort Lauderdale either so I'm with you I think it's going to be really interesting to see you know again with the one and the two there with space travel in a tone, they should get nice inside pocket save all the ground type trips that's what you want on the turf there really shouldn't be a lot of excuse unless they get into traffic on that far turn but I think both of them are tactical enough where that's not going to be the case so it's going to make for a lot of fun, uh, no doubt about it, with those two kind of going head and head, and it's crazy. A 12-to-1 and a 20-to-1 are top two picks, but it just makes a lot of sense. There's some other horses in here that, you know, eat money a lot of times and just don't win very often, like a Sacred Life, like a Channel Cat. You know, those are horses that are going to get bad. And while they could certainly win, I like kind of ours is maybe the up-and-comers a little bit more than those horses. So, um, yeah, I like it. I, I like the two picks there. Um, Like I said, Colonel Liam could make it all, all of us look dumb, but you know, if he just kind of rolls, it's going to be like, wow, I can't believe we tried to beat him again and got beat by him again, but, um, I'm I'm willing to take the shots.
2: You know, makers got four in the race and and a tone is the biggest price. And, you know, I kind of, I liked field pass too um, a little bit, this horse I'm wondering about, you know, getting over, I don't know, like this horse hasn't been is kind of been like so so and and, and really has ran ran well last time out in the sea biscuit at Del Mar. But you know just I don't know about the the this uh you know this distance I'm at a mile and eighth and I I I like the two because the two seem like why would he be running the two when he's got three others in the race, you know? Yeah. Um so to me I, I thought that was and plus you're getting a better price. Um but really feels like if you're going against the Pletcher's—you really have can make a case, uh, you know, it, for all of them. Um, yeah. You know, look, uh, Tom says you know a total drop to eight to one. I, I You're not going to get twenty to one. I, eight to one's a little low, I think. Yeah. Um, you're talking about a bunch in here mm-hmm. that I just feel like the 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 the, uh, the depth of this field, plus with
0: Colonel Liam, is going to allow you to get a pretty good price. Um, I I think he might be like twelve to one. And then at Space Traveler, might be like the six to eight to one type.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Mark says he likes uh, uh, Doswell. And that's the, that's in Doswell. That's one that I kept like, because yeah. like if I'm picking a tone, well, Doswell beat and and got a huge number that day. Now, granted, the horse should, you know, like increase the buyer big time. So you wonder if, you know, the horse will come back a little bit, loosen the lead. Will that horse get it here? Obviously, step in class. But if the horse finds himself out on the lead on his own, he could be dangerous.
0: I don't see a world where he's going to be out on the lead here. And I think that's why I stayed away from him. And I get the logic of, hey, you beat the two horses that you idiots are are on. And that's true. I don't see a world where he's on the lead here. I think it's going to be awfully, awfully tough for this horse to control the pace like he did last time. And that's why I thought we're we're going to try to go against him a little bit here but i, I get it I, I get it and if you believe he can kind of sit off and still win i think he's got a shot but i don't think he's naturally as fast as a few of the other ones in here
2: yeah i mean the 12 as, as our stephanie says the 12 is going to make never surprise is going to make that very difficult because yeah. the 12 seems to have one shot to win this thing and and that side is breaking well and getting the horse over as fast as he possibly can um and so that to me is going to put some pressure definitely on uh on Doswell, well uh, stephanie also says the tone is a must use in the pick fives and pick sixes i, I agree um listen I'm, i'll be using colonel liam obviously uh i just want to try to beat beat the favorite here big time because of the layoff hit the road the five this is a horse that you like uh mm-hmm. haltsman a horse that i i like as well I, I kept trying to fit this horse into my into my kind of my sequence i i I'm I'm still on the fence of using the horse, but the five hit the road is very interesting to me. Back-to-back good efforts over in uh, Del Mar and Santa Anita. So what do you think of uh, of the five? Make your case for this one.
0: Uh, Just an ultra consistent horse and a horse that I think will kind of another one will sit a pretty good mid-pack trip and then be able to pounce when that speed, in my opinion, is going to come back to him a little bit. Like I said, just really consistent. It gets Gaff Leon this time. So it gets the local jock. That's, that's red hot. I, I don't know. I, I just really feel like hit the road is going to show up with a big race. I think you can rely on him. I know, you know, he's only, he's only had starts uh, in, in uh, Southern California for the most part. He went to Keeneland though and ran in the, in a grade one uh, race, a maker's mark and he got fifth, but man, he still didn't run all that bad. So I just think he's pretty classy here uh, as well. Um, this horse where did that go flavius i'm scared to death of that one too the three horse flavius this is a horse i've chased a lot with chad and now yeah. moves to mike baker and it's like what if maker is the difference i'm a little scared of that horse
2: yeah you know to me I, the first start with maker in this kind of race is is interesting um i even talked to i know he's not chad brown anymore but i'm more interested in in uh in sacred life than I am that horse, uh, when it comes to Chad Brown, just cause you know, we talked about Chad Brown with regal glory and what if we were wrong about that horse and maybe sacred life is the horse that he brings over, um, to win one of these Pegasus races, you know, it, it wouldn't be shocking this horse last time out finished second in the Seabiscuit two field pass. It, you, you wonder, uh, about the, the, the ship over, I mean, I know the horses ran, uh, belmont mostly and, and but the goldstream park is 0 for one i think the horse distance wise is not a concern and i think the horse will, will make a run i feel like a lot of these horses are going to be making a run it's just going to be kind of how are they good enough like yeah. i have no doubt in my mind the two is going to make a run i just don't know how much the horse will level off if if, if not and win, right? Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Like the like someone like there I feel like there's a lot in this race that's gonna it's gonna be set up for a lot of these horses. The pace should be there. i, I just I j you're just gonna find out which one's the real deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I man, I it's definitely Flavius is scary, also gets Paco. It's like, yeah, that's like the other, other, other maker who wins these <laughs> races sometimes, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah.
2: And I, and I, and by the way, I, I, when I pick anytime there's multiple makers in a race, I'm like, I, I never pick them right, which is not a great sign for me picking the two, by the way, but <laughs> I just, I never can, I feel pass will win because it's always like the maker that I kind of liked, but I used, didn't use, you know, and it's just, yeah. I, it's, it's impossible. You almost got to use them all if you can.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that going thin in some of these other races, uh, it's important because of this race right here. Put a big circle around this one because I think it is—it is very likely you could get a price home. Like I said, if Colonel, Colonel Liam and Never Surprise kind of do what we kind of think they're going to do, there's double-digit prices all over this board, and you can make a case for a lot of them. And that's what makes this race just a lot of fun.
2: Well, you know, and you know, we and you and I really went back and forth a lot on on the. Uh, on the wagering guide with the, the live bankroll, which by the way, we were doing that again, the live bankroll to see exactly yeah. what alter and I are playing exact tickets. We're going to play on the day, but you know, we talked about playing a, a pick three into, or a pick four whatever, just something into the Pegasus world cup, uh, race 12. And it just, it, it felt too shaky because you could, you could very easily, obviously one of the, you got to think one of the two, right? We'll talk about that race next next mm-hmm. go or life is good. We'll win that heavy favorites. Uh, Colonel Liam very well could win here, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be absolutely shocking. Uh, we talked about regal glory, uh, in, in race nine, if you're playing that pick four and then in race 10, you're like, you're looking at, we didn't talk about race 10, but you got the, you know, fearless and you got, uh, speakers corner, low prices. So this thing could be very chalky. So I guess what I'm saying is if race 11 to me seems like the one that you need to try to beat. A favorite and yep. it's on it's 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 there for you, right? Because we have a reason to play against favorites. Yep.
0: You got a reason to play against, and you got several horses to use. So that's that's what makes that race so much fun. Is you know, say say you could poke holes in the Pegasus favorites, right? The Pegasus World Cup dirt favorites. You don't got shit to pick from, you know. <laughs> but in, in this turf race, we poke holes in the favorite. And we got, we got a lot of horses we could make a case for. So that's, that's, you know, that's what makes this what it is. It's it's going to be, a, I feel like even if, even if like Colonel Liam wins, it's going to be a wild scramble coming down the stretch. So there's going to be a lot of horses with a shot. Uh,
2: Nick says a tone into life is good. Might be the, one of the biggest doubles he ever bets. That's interesting. That that's, that will pay. Um, yeah. Mark, I'm interested to know what your take here. You said you think, uh, the pick threes will pay nice, let alone the four, five, and six with these odds. Are you saying uh, that you think this race is kind of the the paymaker? Right? This is this is where you make your money. Race eleven is that what you're kind of uh, imagining? But you no, know, I mean I, I do think that uh, to me when you look at this, because even with the, the race prior, it's a, it's a it's a smaller field, so it's going to be hard to get a big price. So to me, this is the race that you try to go uh, go price hunting
0: in. Yep, no question
2: all right yeah you and i yeah box them up call them home halterman's got space traveler at 12 to one i've got the two atone at 20 to one all right let's go to the main event the one that halterman's all jacked up for the one we're all jacked up for honestly race 12 the three million dollar pegasus world cup grade one four-year-olds and up mile and eighth. you know we don't need any introduction for these two horses Six to five on the rail horse. Number one, Nick's go versus number four. Life is good for Todd Pletcher at seven to five. Very, very clearly your top two choices. It's not even close. Halterman, we, we've we talked about this matchup since the Breeders' Cup. I mean, really, we like, because even after life, you, you say, well, the only horse, because, you know, the, the conversation is always after Nick's go dominates one of his races, you say, no, like no one can go with them. And then you say, well, the only horse I could think of that could possibly go with him early is life is good. Well, guess what? <laughs> we get the matchup now. But what's going to happen? What, I mean, we've gone back and forth with this. We've talked about it for weeks, months. How did you end up landing on your winner here?
0: Well, I'll start with this. Uh, Around the 1st of January, our website turned 10 years old, which means I've been picking horses uh, for the website for 10 years now, as well as you. It's the toughest decision I've had to make in 10 years of doing this. Uh, I I absolutely love both of these horses. Nick's go has bailed us out a few times. Uh, He's made us even more profitable than we were going into his races a few times this year. He he came through for us in a big way last year in the Pegasus World Cup. I mean, uh, you know, we had this horse to win. It, it it was super tough to go against him. End of the day, though, I did. I went number four. Life is good, and this is why I think he has the ability to get up next to him and put the pressure on him. If not, get by him and and and, and be ahead of them. But the big key, how you beat Nick's go go watch his replays you got to when i get to that second turn you got to press him you got to pin him up on that rail you got to eyeball him and he'll stop and if 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 life is good we'll do that and they'll get aggressive on that turn don't let him float out don't let him get the you know have a length lead going into the to the stretch they can beat him and then it's just a matter of holding on cuz it's going to take a lot out of that horse to match him on the turn pin him on the rail and kick he can do it. He'll get him to stop. I really believe that. If Life is Good is able to do that on the turn, I do think Nick's Go will stop. And then it's just going to be a matter of getting there, getting to the wire, holding on for Life is Good uh, and holding off what might be behind him. I'm thankful what's behind him is a little sketchy because I think Life is Good is going to be slowing down in this scenario if that happens. But I think he's good enough to get there before the closers uh, catch him. Again, you just got to eyeball him on that final turn, put his ass on that rail and, and and just really put the screws to him. And I just don't think he'll be able to handle it. We've seen him kind of do it before where he just can't handle that and he'll fade. I think life is good's good enough to do it. I'm going with life is good.
2: I'll be honest. i I was before I really dove into this race, you know, numbers wise and and really dove into the past performances. Uh, You you know, you had kind, you kind of hinted that you might be playing. Life is good, and I was, I was like, I was like trying to defend my boy, Nick's go. You know, I was like, listen, you, like, you can't take away what he's been doing, and like this, you know, life is good hasn't ran this far, and can he run this far? And no one can run with Nick's go. And then I, I dove into the numbers last night, and I really went back and I watched every single replay of these last, you know, these horses the last two years or year, I guess, and. I text you and I say, I I think life is good. is going to beat him because here's the thing. You look back at two races in particular that I looked at for Knicks go one being obviously the Saudi cup you referenced and the Met mile is back to back races, back to back losses. And at that time it kind of felt like maybe he's done right. Like maybe that's, that's a wrap on, on the old Knicks go and the Saudi cup, charlatan case in point, charlatan, Bob Baffert, Brings over Charlton, and they both burn each other up. Basically, Nick's go when he's when he's headed, he throws in the towel. Like he he just he'll he'll quit. He's he's a quitter. If you give him the lead, if he's if he has no pressure on the lead, they could run for four miles and you won't pass them. It's the it's the craziest thing. But I truly believe that. I think this race is won or lost for either one of them. Going into like the back stretch, going into the turn, where where are they? Because. What got go uh, beat in the Saudi Cup is that he was getting, he, for one, he wasn't even on the lead for a little bit, and then the, he was right net with with Charlton because he had a horse that could run with him, and he doesn't like that. He wants to be on the lead cruising as they're in the back stretch as they go into the turn I mean, because he handles the turn so well. Matt Mile, very similar. He was in the lead, but, yes, he, Mischievous Alex was right there on his flank, kind of really pressured him. Then they got in the turn and he got headed and and that was a wrap. He he threw in the towel, so I think in those cases you just have to get to him. And life is good is fast enough, no doubt about it, to get to him. And then, like you said, he just has to keep going. You know that's that's the key. If there was anyone else in here, anyone that was of of no offense to the others in here, any like decent horses, let's say Mandaloon was in here let's say essential quality was in here. Like those horses would be really tough to beat. I feel like, because they would let these two do the dirty work. Um, but I just think life is good. is going to be able to hold on. And listen, my Todd Blutcher to know Nick's goes in this race and still to be like, yeah, we're running. I mean, for him to say we're running against Nick's go, we don't care. I mean, he's not entering. He's not entering. Life is good to run second. I know that.
0: no, Absolutely not. And, and to that point, they're bringing Nick's go here too, knowing it. So, you know, I don't think either one of them are are afraid of the other. So that's, that's pretty cool uh, to think of that for sure. They, they, you know, they, they say, "Hell, let's do it. Let's just go at it and let's see what happens. And I think that's, that's, that's very, you know, a sporting thing to do for sure. Uh, You know, it's, it's just as simple as, We've seen what happens when Nixgo gets pressed, right? He, if he say, say Life is Good presses him on that final turn and Nick, it, it heads Nixgo and gets ahead, and then Nixgo re rallies and wins. You tip your hat because he's never been able to do that ever. So you just tip your hat and say, Well, he was unbelievable, right? He was just as, how can you beat him? The one thing you cannot do if you're irad is let him get out there. Like you said, if he turns for home and he's even three quarters of a length ahead, but he's got nothing on his outside, it's over. You're not going to beat him. You are not going to beat him in the stretch. There's no doubt you got to be ahead of him when you make that turn and into the stretch. <laughs> he's just so good when he gets out there. He's, he's just super, just an elite, elite horse. I think Nick, Nick's go's path to win is life is good. Really doesn't want to go a mile and an eighth. And yeah, maybe he goes up and pressures him on that turn or up the backside. And then he's the one that gets tired and he can't hang with him when they get to the stretch. Th- that's his path to win. Um, you know, other than that, I-, I think with life is good. He's got a few different paths. You know, he can sit a half off and then pressure him on the turn. He can beat him to the first turn and take the lead. You know, I really think he's capable of doing that. So um I think he's got a different, a few different ways t- to win. Also, we saw the horse get passed by Jackie's Warrior in a seven furlong race when Jackie's Warrior was in his absolute tip-top form. Life was good. Rerallied like he had a shot to beat him. Probably would have beat him with a different jockey. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit more fight in Life is Good. I, you know, I just feel like with Nick's Go, he's going to need a lot of things to go right. Where in his previous races, all he needed to go right was just break this race is going to need a couple of other other things go right.
2: I mean, life is good. That that the the uh, Del Mar the the Breeders Cup dirt mile was just so unbelievably impressive to run as fast as he did and and kept going uh late. You know, you look back at you know last uh last year with in the San Felipe, of course, dominated Medina Spirit. I I, I just don't I just think that Knicks Go hasn't seen a horse that can run with him early since Charlton, I guess, um, the, the chat is, uh, is just blowing up with, with comments is obviously, I mean, this is, this is one of those races, like they they come around once, you know, once every 10 years, it feels like that, that you've got two horses that are just unbelievably talented and, and have this, and they happen to have the exact same running styles, and one of them is going to be a horse of the year. One of them might be horse of the year next year. Like it yeah. really is just, it's that kind of race. And so you got to make a choice. Um, so I'm going to run through some of these. Uh, yeah. TJ says, uh, Nick's go is not Jackie's warrior. How good is life?
0: I mean, um, Jackie's warrior at seven furlongs is really, really good. Like if they ran a mile and 16th, I would be like, yeah, you're right. But it's seven furlongs to compete with that horse. I, I think I think that's I think you give him not giving enough credit. I think that's pretty tough to do, especially at Saratoga. Let's not forget Jackie's Warrior up there at Saratoga. He looked like a Hall of Famer <laughs> in those two races up there.
2: Yeah, uh, Elliot says, "Don't you think Nick saves a little ground breaking from the rail?" So talk a little bit about that rail draw versus, yeah. you know, with the four, Nick, life is good drawing outside of him, and how that benefits or hurts either one of them.
0: Elliot, I think it's a, a fantastic question, Jared. I, I was going to put that up if you didn't, so I think I think it's really a good question to ask. I think the rail draw helps uh, Nick's go for sure. I think it's a, a good draw for him. Here's where I kind of worry about uh, how much ground will he really save? So life is good's at four. And if he breaks well, and that had, Hey, before I go on, that's a key. If one of these horses don't break very well, the race is over. Right. <laughs> so, but if they both break, well, chest chief is the two, he's just going to drop out of it. The three stiletto boy, not near as fast as life is good. All things being equal, they break. Well, they probably should be right there together. I don't think the, the ground saving is really going to make a whole lot of difference. They, they should probably just be right there in a group going into that first turn. But I do think it's a good question. I think it's possible. And I do think that rail draw is pretty good for Nick's go. I know a lot of people on Twitter are like, Oh, he's in trouble now. I don't really think so. I think he wanted the rail. I think shortest trip around and and we know what he's going to do. He wants to go get the lead. So let him go do it.
2: Dennis says he hit the like button. Thank you, Dennis. Hey. Everybody hit the like button. You know, the comments are flying in here. Very nice. you, like, you, like, you like what we're doing on here? Hit the like button on YouTube uh, or on Facebook, wherever you're watching this. And uh, make sure you get uh, notifications from all of us. Hit the notification button as well. Subscribe. You get all these videos. As soon as they're released, you know, Dennis, you brought up another good point. And so this is another thing I wanted to talk about. I remember this being such a huge thing at the Breeders' Cup. You know, how fast Life is Good ran that day. At the Breeders' Cup, forty-one point nine miles per hour in the first quarter, never dropped under forty until he, he was eased up at the end. You look back at, and I get it—different races, different. I mean, different lengths, mile and a quarter in the Classic versus a mile uh, in the Dirt Mile. But I mean, life is good. Ran one oh eight versus a one ten from Nixco, a one thirty four versus a one thirty five. Now again, granted, going different—that's hard to say. But still, like what tells me is that first half of the race first mile of this race life is good is going to be right, right there with them. If not like you, you think even it's possible life is goods on the lead.
0: Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think there is a scenario where life is good can get ahead of it. I, it's crazy to think because Nick's go is so damn fast, but life is good is just as fast, if not faster. It's all—it's a writer's race. I mean, if Irad wants the lead, I think he can get it. I really do. It's just going to be how aggressive is he going to be. Um, its I mean, it's a writer's race, and it's going to be really, really, really interesting.
2: Yeah, it, it kind of makes you wonder what, you know, Nick, you said, uh, I think it's possible Life is Good beats Nick's to the first turn, but Nick's has such good turns um, that he might fly off of it a little bit regain the lead and then Irad prepares a stock from there. And it is going to be very much a rider's race once they hit that first turn. If you know I mean Cox has been very adamant to say, listen, we're we're going, we're going to be aggressive about it. Like he he ain't going to be off the lead. So if that's the case, at what point does Irad say, you know what, I, I don't want to like just keep like I don't want to be going, you know, 43. With this horse, I mean, how fast is too fast for life is good? Is that a question? And if he sits off, is how close do you think he should be?
0: If if he's ever more than a length behind, it's my worst nightmare. It's over. He can't get behind. He can't rate. It's just not a thing he could do. He has to just go get him. He has He has. He has to absolutely go get him. There is no laying off. If you lay off, you're done. You're absolutely done. And I want to make I want to, I want to make something kind of clear. Let's see where is this? Oh yeah, Myron Roberts says check the fractions. Uh, Nicks go Breeders Cup mile, and he pulled away. Uh, throw out his one turn race is nice game. I agree. I don't care about the fractions. Pressure on the turn, he didn't have it. I just watched the replay. There, they, there's not a horse that could go get him. In that Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile at Keemlin. he went fast. I'm not worried about him going fast. I think he could go as fast as he wants. Pressure on the turn. You have to eyeball him. There was nobody good enough in that race to get to him for long enough. That's the whole key. And if life is good, maybe he can't either. And Nixco is going to win. If if life is good and good enough to pressure Nixco, wins easy. It won't be a it won't be a race.
2: All right, so here's the burning question, right? For all those, because there's not a lot of value here to be had with these, either one of these. I mean, they're probably going to go off at you know, even money, probably both of them, even money four to five, even money six to five, somewhere in that ballpark. So, unless you're just you're so confident you're gonna pound the hell out of one of those to win, if you're looking for value, let's say the the the, the situation is there, right, for a pace meltdown. Elliot wants to know what are yeah. the chances for a pace meltdown. And to second that question, who, like who may who who could benefit the most from that meltdown? Because yep. we talked about it, there's not exactly like some world beaters in here that can come running late, but who could?
0: I think it's a situation where you're going to see. I don't know if I want to go as far to say it's a meltdown, but you're going to see those pace horses slow down. And it's just that they, they're not good enough to catch them still. They're going to have to really slow down. I do think the one that can that can benefit is Toledo Boy. I think he sits a nice trip. I think he's like maybe 10 behind him. But I think he's leading the other horses. And I think the Sormo just needs to ride the race. Like, forget those other two. Pretend they're not there. Let me get ahead of all these other ones. Let me run our race back here, the rest of us, the other seven of us. Let me ride to try to go gate to wire against these other ones. And maybe those horses will come back to me and I can take advantage of it. That's what he should do. I think Stiletto Boy is in a perfect spot to pull an upset here. It's going to take a, a, you know, it's going to take a major meltdown. It's possible. If you want to, if you want to try it, I don't necessarily blame you. It's, it's possible. I don't think they'll back up enough. They, one of them might back up enough for this horse to get up into second or a horse, maybe like Sir Winston overall, I don't think they'll back up enough for 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 one of these horses to win because I just don't think they're quite good enough. You're still going to have to have enough to go get them because they're going to be way ahead of you.
2: Yeah, Mark also saw, uh, mentioned Sir Winston. I'm with. I'm more on the Sir Winston if I'm talking about a horse uh, underneath or you know completely. I mean, he's going to keep coming. It's Just a matter of like these horse. Like it's going to be more of a story of the those two horses coming back. Than it is either any of these horses like making this massive run. Yeah. You need the horse that's just gonna just continue to sustain that kind of drive down the stretch. And if these horses back up, maybe something crazy happens. I
0: it's a situation normally I would never say, Oh, yeah, there's gonna be an upset. Well, take the other Pegasus races that we've had through the years. We've had this before, and it's like, no, it's gonna be one of these two, or it's gonna it's just like gun runner's year. It's gonna be gun runner or last year, Nick's it's gonna be Nick's go. This scenario does give it give the other horses a realistic shot to pull the upset because we we have two horses with the exact same running style. Uh, it, it's possible. It's possible.
2: Nick likes endorsed a little bit uh, for maker stretching out after this horse has been running six and seven furlong races. I I couldn't get there with this guy.
0: I couldn't get there with endorsed either. Uh, I, I just. It's it's just a look. I mean, Jared, you didn't have a beard the last time this horse won. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's been so long. You may not True even you not you may not have been able to like grow a beard the last time Endorse one. I, I I can't get there uh, with that one. And yeah, what R. Stephanie says, Gulfstream favors speed or tactical horses. I think Stiletto Boy is that tactical one. I don't think he's going to come from dead last, and that's why I kind of like him a bit better than Sir Winston. Uh, so
2: may may 2nd of 2020 is last time endorsed one and you're right the beard was not there in 2020 <laughs> it may have been just starting but it definitely was not this so that's uh you know okay one last thought here okay, and, and just hear me out yeah. to me if you're playing against Nick go like on top which we are you and i both like life is good to upset him i wonder if because to me Nick's goes like and i've said this many times over his career mm-hmm. he's either winning the race or he's like third or fourth you know like he's gonna quit and if say he quits hard after getting you know no like getting tested with life is good so maybe a play here a possible play here is to pound some sort of exactus straight life is good over blank stiletto boy uh you know what or maybe it's endorsed or maybe it's uh you know sir winston but maybe the key is getting one of them out of there
0: yeah my dad suggested that on the uh, show a little bit you know i was kind of drawing it up he goes well if this happens like you're saying you need to just play life is good over one of these long shots because nicks go might stop you know so i don't think it's a bad play i think i think you have two options betting this race straight now is you could do a lot of different things you pick who you like best like, nicks go life is good you're going to get a decent enough price on either of them and you need to bet them to win and keep it simple or you pick like best and then you try to get underneath with stiletto Boy, sir winston uh you know a chess chief perhaps and do it that way or you just try to take your shot against with the long shot that's not what i'm going to do but i i don't i don't really hate that if you're going to try it because you just bet a little to win a lot. I'm not that's never wrong with that. And there there is the scenario is actually there where it could happen for you. So, but I yeah, I think that's what you do. You you bet these one of these horses to win, or you, you put him on top of an exacta and you you try to get crazy underneath. And by the way, that's the MO of the Pegasus. Short price win, crazy underneath. It's happened every year.
2: And especially when there's a like you know, like a like a, a matchup building of some sort. Yeah. one of them t- one of them tends not to you know i'd love to see these two battle down the stretch but that tends to not happen in this race you know it's like one pops or one runs huge the other one doesn't we'll see i hope we wouldn't it be amazing to have a a a stretch run down you know just back and forth like i mean to me that's what we, like especially considering this might be nick go's very last race he's done nothing i mean he's unbelievable he's gonna be horse of the year life is good obviously is this is kind of his springboard into his horse of the year campaign um just be a, it'd be worth it, should, it it's valid it should be they, they both deserve that kind of you know i want to I see both of them show up you know that's the oh 100
0: percent i i pray. Win, win
2: or lose like i don't care like yeah. I, I hope i can just watch i just want to watch this race and enjoy it as a fan because like i say you're just not going to see a, a, a race like this very often
0: just please 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 break well The one thing that could really ruin this race is if one of them doesn't break.
2: Dude, the first quarter of this race, from start to the first quarter, is going to be just unbelievably interesting.
0: It's going to be wild. It's gonna be absolutely wild. (laughs)
2: There's so much going into that first quarter of this race.
0: And let me be very clear: I've made a lot of cases for Life is Good because that's who I'm picking, and and I'm I'm telling you why. I'm just laying out why and what I think can happen. But I don't feel good playing against Nixco. No, I have no. I mean, I'm his. I would say we actually we're his biggest fans. I like I said, this horse saved us. Many so times, he, he absolutely saved our ass the last time he ran at the Breeders' Cup. Our love for this horse is immense, but our job is to handicap the races and give opinions and, and, and formulate opinions and tell you why. I've watched these horses a hundred times this week, even. That's how I see it going. I just feel like Life is Good is good enough to do the job that he's going to have to do to beat him. And if he's not, go wins and I'll, I'll smile because I really do. I love go, but I just feel this, this time around, he's got, he's got a tall order ahead of him.
2: I don't believe. Uh, yeah, I know. go, He wasn't even, the, well, we got three to one on him. Remember that time we got three to one on go in the classic. <laughs> wasn't even the favorite. Yeah. Um, Life is good. has been the favorite every, every race of his career. I don't think he's actually been under or have, has been over even money. Yeah. In any race of of life is good. Yeah, no, he hasn't. Look at that; that's insane. Well, uh, twenty he, he... cents, twenty cents, fifty cents, ninety five. <laughs> well, big time zero. You know, five and then seventy.
0: Yeah, 0.70 So yeah, yeah.
2: I mean this. Is, he he's just so not that that means a lot when these are matching up. But I mean, life is good. Is we can talk about this race forever. So that, that's <laughs> is it, right? Nick's go versus life is good. The Pegasus World Cup goes off at five thirty four Eastern time. <sighs> Guys, you, you got you got just whatever you have to do. I don't care if you want to even bet this race. Just watch this race and enjoy.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. As, one real quick, Steve asked us just a minute ago too. Both of them, even money and post time, he predicts. What do you predict the final odds are for both these horses?
2: I think um i think life is good might be four to f- i think even even money and six to five i think life is good goes off the favorite i do too i do too
0: i think life is good is even money
2: and i, I think- almost said four to five on life is good and even money on nick's go i i wouldn't be surprised um but yeah. i do think yeah there you go very close to what i'm thinking wouldn't be surprised if life is good is under even money just because i think everyone's gonna the smart money so to, so to speak quote the smart money once life is looking at life is good here because he is the now horse. The pace should set up very well for him.
0: Yeah, a lot of people saying life is good four or five. Knicks goes six to five. So I think I think we're in that ballpark. I think I'm with you. I can remember Arrogate California Chrome. Arrogate was even. Chrome was six to five. So I'll, I'll say that.
2: I think it's very and and to me that that's a, this is a very similar instance, right? Where you have Arrogate kind of was that now horse kind of was just you know you had just beat him uh in the breeders cup you know just kind of it's just was just unbelievable talent you could see it whereas california chrome was on the end of his career you know that was it you could tell and it kind of feels very similar to uh to this situation i mean obviously different in a lot of ways as well but you have the newcomer you have the uh and correct me if i'm wrong wasn't didn't Crow end up winning Horse of the Year that year, anyways? Mm-hmm. Well, the year before, like
0: that yeah. year? Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, so, yeah. So, did. even though, even though Arrogant beat him in the Pegasus and beat him in the Breeders' Cup, California Chrome was still Horse of the Year. Yeah. Um, and so it's very similar to where you could see Nick Go getting beat by Life is Good, but Nick's Go is still going to be Horse of the Year. Um, so it does have a lot of similarities that way. But listen, guys, we need to say no more. Just keep. <laughs> I, I we can talk about this forever. We have, um, and we will leading up to the race. Saturday, make sure you guys tune in for the live stream. But this race is a must-watch. I cannot wait to watch this with you guys. You and I are both pulling for the upset here. Life is good. Well, it might not be an upset <laughs> come post time, but morning line, life is good over Nick's go. So, all the time we have, check us out at racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes Premium button on the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember to go check out the inside track to the 2022 Pegasus World Cup wager guide, now available. 15 pages of gloriness. Gloriness, glory. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Um, yeah, it's 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 amazing. 15 pages. We got the bank roll, Halterman and I doing that together. Last year we teamed up for about 50% ROI. We're doing it again, obviously, betting every single. Stakes race, as well as and every detailed information you want for every single stakes race. We have every race covered, multi race sequences, and then we have top four um, from all the guys and girls at racingdudes.com. I can say that one person, I won't tell you who, you got to go get the guy. <laughs> one person did not pick, one person, I should say, picked neither Life is Good or Nick's Go. So, yeah, like so. I said. I don't know. Go buy the guide. Go get the guide. Uh, Sounds like go.
0: magic to me, but go
2: get the guide. I'm, it definitely could be. Uh, <laughs> all right. The Magic Mike Show. Go check them out as well. Uh, magic or Samich is uh, competing in AHC this weekend, so good luck to him. Um, magic had a special guest, and they talked about the Pegasus World Cup late pick four. So if you want more information on what we just talked about, make sure you uh, go check them out. Of course, you can listen to them or Blinkers Off on our podcast page, at RacingNews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Captivate, or even our YouTube page uh, so you can see our pretty faces all the time as well. All right, Halterman. Yes. Last weekend, we didn't know. I did Like, for how many times did you think we'd play? The AFC Championship might be in Buffalo, might be in KC, might be in Buffalo, might be in KC. Went back and forth, the game of the century. Chiefs-Bills. Chiefs come out on top. Thirteen seconds is too much time for Patrick Mahomes. Apparently, just an unbelievable game, and now they host the AFC Championship to the Bengals on Sunday. So first, Haltzman, first, you know, give me. I know if you do to bet sports, go listen to the show. What are your thoughts on that last on um, last weekend's game?
0: Oh, that was. I've never seen anything like it. It was really a ton of fun for me because I did not really care who won the game. Uh, I had the Chiefs bet, so I did, I guess, for that purpose. But it was more of just like, yeah, like you said, it was more of the Knicks go and life is good kind of thing. We're just like, man, these these two are just awesome. Uh, you know, Allen and Mahomes just just going off. Incredible game. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm happy for the Chiefs fans, and I feel a sorry for the Buffalo people. They got to be just... <laughs> You know, banging their head against the wall after that one—it was classic. It was a classic, classic game. I, I winner wins the Super Bowl, and I, I will stick with that. I think the Chiefs are now are, are definitely in the driver's seat.
2: Yeah, we said that all along. Winner's going to the Super Bowl, and I—I uh, mean, look at that right there on the screen. Chiefs are minus seven and a half uh, favorites at home in the AFC Championship. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season when they were last in the AFC West? Minus seven, seven Minus seven and a half favorites at home in the AFC championship. Four straight years the AFC yep. championship has been in Arrowhead, which is unbelievable stat in itself. Can they make it? By the way, a uh, few questions. Um, did I chug a beer like a college kid after they went overtime, and that's why he feels sick? Well, I feel sick. I, I, I drank more than one beer. I can tell you that, Denny. And... Uh, uh, I, yeah, it was, I was, I wish someone could have a camera on me. Cause I was, I was a lot of, I was a range of emotions. Let's <laughs> just put it that way. It was, I knew going into it, it was going to be a, a hard game to watch as a fan. And uh, boy, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was brutal. I threw some things. I broke some things. I ha- I was happy. I, I, I was vacuuming at one point, <laughs> um, <laughs> cleaning up the mess. I, I was, I was, I was truly a mess. I was all over the place. And I was vacuuming and I, I shit you not. And I'm like, because you know, I'm like, they score 13 seconds left. The defense just cause collapsed. And thinking, I don't want to sit here and watch these guys. This is going to be a brutal way to end this thing. Cause you know, Mahomes is going to get, you know, he's going to do something. Yeah. First pass. Okay. Second one to Kels, It's like, oh shit, we're going to have a field goal to kick here. It's just unbelievable. 13 seconds. No one else could do it other than him. And, yeah. uh, they won a coin flip. Really, that's what it came down to at the end because if, if Bills would have won the coin flip, I don't think we'd be sitting here talking about the Chiefs hosting um, the AFC Championship because neither defense was stopping either one of them um, at the end of that game. There was like a 30 points scored after the two-minute warning or something. It was nuts. It was nuts. just completely nutty. All right. So, Chiefs minus 7.5. You can see on the screen there, uh, racingdudes.com on the sports page, we got our picks up. It's like we're all on the Chiefs at minus seven and a
1: half.
0: I, I just, I don't see how they lose this game. unless they have a letdown, but I don't think you're going to let down in a playoff game, especially an AFC championship game. I think the Bengals score, I think they have some success on them, but I, I mean, I just think the Chiefs are a better team. And I, I think they feel it now. Uh, Papa dude kind of said he, he rem- it reminds me a lot of last year's AFC championship game. The bills came in there and they weren't ready. You know, they got, they kind of got their ass beat. I think it goes that way, too. I, I don't think Cincinnati has much of a shot here.
2: I, it feels that way. You know, I, I've wanted, uh, and I hope I don't regret it, but I, I've wanted uh, a rematch with them ever since that, that loss. And I just thought it was such a bullshit loss from all standpoints. And that's uh, at home now. And, and you, I just think that th- the caliber here is just totally different. It's a to- I mean, this team right now is just on some, such a roll. And, uh yeah I I, just, I think the minus seven and a half I, I feel really good about that as well I think uh I think they're heading to the third straight Super Bowl so yep I, it, it shouldn't be close I, I frankly it shouldn't I, if they if they can do that to the bills and, and hang up uh you know whatever it was 40 what was the final score 40 something um 4236. it was uh 4236. Yeah, yeah, I, well, no, I'm talking about something else. I, oh. I blacked out during the oh, end of gotcha. the game. Um, then, yeah, they I, to me, like, the you had the case you can make is, like, the Bengals have the swag. Well, guess what? The swag is back in KC. So yeah. uh, I feel pretty good about uh, about that as well. Steve thinks, my boy, Steve, now we're friends. Now we can be friends. <laughs> Chiefs by 20 this week says lock it up. Yeah. All right, let's go to the maybe more difficult game of the two, uh, the Rams. After and just last weekend, by the way, sports NFL was maybe the best weekend of all time. I mean, oh, yeah. just the, every single game was decided by a kicker, basically. They were all very, very close games. The Sunday games, the Rams, <laughs> you know, blow this huge lead. Brady comes back, ties it, then Stafford comes back and wins the thing. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Rams host. An NFC championship in the new stadium, 49ers. So the California teams out there. An NFC West uh, matchup here. Rams are
0: minus three and a half. Where are you going on this one? This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a real tough one. I think it's going to be a slobber knocker type of game. Um, I just think the Rams are a better team. I know they lost to them a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't know. I just just feel like... uh, The Rams kind of get revenge here. They blew a big lead in that game. They blew a big lead against Tampa. That's a little worrisome uh, as well. But I I just feel like, you know, they'll make enough plays to get the job done and beat the 49ers. But I should say, I thought kind of the same thing going into Green Bay last week for the 49ers. I thought, yeah, Aaron Rodgers will make enough plays. It'll be close, but I think he'll beat him in the end. And he didn't. So uh, now you're going to have Stafford, you know he's playing decent. I, I still think the Rams are just a little too good. Uh, I think it's really hard to beat a, a good team three times as well, and that's what the Niners will have to do here. So I'm going to go the Rams minus the three and a
1: half.
2: You know this one, I think it, it, it's going to be. I think it's an ugly game. I think it's a it's a it's a fight. I think it's going to have to be for the for the 49ers to win. Um, that defensive line is going to have to get after Stafford and and force him to make some some errors, right? Um, and that's a and that's key. You got it. this 49ers defense is not great, but the defensive line is, and they can, if they can get pass pressure and, some, and disrupt him a little bit, I think, you know, the 49ers can can keep in this game, and, and really, I, I don't know. I, I, I still think uh, I still think it might be Rams. Like, I think it's going to be close game. That's why I went plus three and a half and getting points with the 49ers I like. I still think the Rams could win this thing. I still think it's going to be Chiefs, Rams, and Super Bowl, um, but I, you're getting points When a game that I think is, could go either way Frankly And like they said, the 49ers, I, I get that it's tough But it, they've done it twice already it's, t- it's tough to beat a team twice In a season, let alone yeah. three times So maybe after that, it's like, hey, they got their number The One thing I do know is 49ers Are, go- I mean They won't be unmatched Just because you know. they know this team left and right Both of them know each other It's going to be a tough game And that's why yeah. I like getting getting points versus uh giving them with the rams so i still think the rams are might might win outright but i like the, i like the 49ers to cover and possibly upset um let's see final some thoughts here 49ers have an extra day's rest dennis what are you rambling on here about san francisco <laughs> plus three and a half jared Ooh, rams minus three and a half and i think the super bowl will be like the 2018 chip uh, 52 uh, okay anyways um all right <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I think the Rams will win, um, but that's who I, I like 49ers to cover. So I've uh, won the last six against L.A., I think. Wow, 49ers yep. have won the last six against L.A. So it's even more uh, more bias there on, on that matchup. So both games will be good. Um, obviously, uh, deciding the Super Bowl, we'll have a week off, and the Super Bowl in two weeks. So it's going to be a busy weekend for me, Halterman.
0: I know, I know. you got two. You got two busy days, Saturday and Sunday there. Um, I pray that it's the Chiefs-Rams. I think that's way the best Super Bowl matchup. Like, not even close.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it would be kind of interesting to have a, a Super Bowl rematch with the Chiefs-49ers. Um, yeah. Obviously, if the Bengals are to get in, that's huge. Um, just for the fact that they never go to Super Bowl. So, I mean, the, you know, Bengals... Uh, uh rams would be a very entertaining game as well um i won't watch it <laughs> no 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 uh, i think it should be uh, chiefs rams is, is ideal here um yeah and that'd be a fun game to watch i just don't think i don't know to me i just think the chiefs this just feels like the chiefs are going to roll into this thing and, and kind of you know they've been the best team all year i feel like and they just have beat themselves and, and kind of you know hooked around a little bit it just kind of yeah. feels like they're they're clicking now and it's really hard to beat a team that's playing like this who also has the talent you know just oozing out and Patrick Mahomes who apparently is not human so
0: yeah yeah it's it's going to be awfully awfully tough to beat them I, I I don't think the Bengals have it in them I know they beat him once but this is completely different <laughs> this time around <laughs>
2: It's gonna be a fun weekend, guys. All right, that's a wrap on the show. Remember, go to racingdudes.com for more information on the Pegasus wagering
0: guide or all
2: these picks and detailed information on sports NFL games. What's going on? Go check that out on racingdudes.com/slash sports. All right, Halterman. We'll be seeing you again, you and I again and the team on Saturday afternoon for a live stream for the Pegasus World Cup. So you guys make sure you tune that. Tune in for that. If you if you aren't a subscriber at racingdudes.com or subscriber on our YouTube channel. Go do that right now, so you'll be alerted of when these things go live. You can tune in and and bet along with us, and hopefully we catch some tickets together. All right, guys. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Altman. Good luck this weekend. (laughs)
1: Go Chiefs! RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets.
0: Coffee's kicking in. I waited. To, I waited to drink the coffee until before the show instead of this morning. So, I
2: love it. Is it, you just you limit yourself to one a day
0: <laughs> no <Are> you, <laughs> no i don't
1: <laughs> shaking look at this can't even can't even sit still
0: i need some coffee is what i need